My name is Jeremy Devins, and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast, episode 99, a Hatha Yoga practice for low back pain and awareness of pelvic tilt. In last week's episode, I shared one of my favorite threads of the Yoga Sutra, which is Pratipaksha Bhavana, or Mindfulness of Opposites. Today, I'm going to share one of the most essential pairs of opposites to be aware of in the body, and that's the pelvic tilt, which can be anterior or posterior pelvic tilt. If you've never heard these words before, I will share exactly what I mean by them throughout today's practice. Before I share a little bit more about that, I want to let you know that early registration is closing soon on December 1st, 2019 for Mindful New Year, the online or in-person retreat on January 17th weekend. You can do that all online remotely or come to Austin, Texas for three days or just for one day. You can see all that at mindfulnewyear.com. I'll give you a full process to review the past year, a five-step process to review the past year, plan for the next year, and plan out your whole year in detail based on what's happening astrologically. There's some major transits coming up this year, and I'll show you how to best work with those. Really significant stuff, things that haven't happened in almost 20 years. Uh, So there's a cycle coming to a conclusion there. And then how it affects you personally based on your Ayurveda. And this is teaching yoga as it was traditionally taught, including yoga, Ayurveda, and Vedic astrology, all of the sister sciences from the Vedas. So that's all at mindfulnewyear.com. And if you register before December 1st, there's a great bonus there that's included, a $100 value that you can only get before December 1st. So check that out at mindfulnewyear.com. So as I've shared before, uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit of low back pain because low back pain affects 80% of people and has many common causes and many ways to address the issue. And in general, I aim to find what's the root of the issue. And this may involve strengthening the back as we did in episode number 95, or it may involve strengthening the core as we did in episode 97, or it may involve adjusting the tilt of the pelvis and being aware of that throughout the day as we'll do in today's practice. So if you're like me, it's very easy for you to slip into a posterior pelvic tilt. That's where your back is rounded when you're sitting in a chair and you start to slump into that sort of hunchback position. That's the posterior pelvic tilt. Or if you're like one of my early teachers, you actually have the opposite issue of a sway back or an anterior pelvic tilt where your low back arches and your spine bows, and that has its own set of issues and challenges. At either extreme, you're likely to run into issues, and as Ayurveda teaches, anything can be a medicine or a poison depending on how you use it. So I'm not saying there's one best way for everybody. I'm saying we want to be aware of the options and have access to both ways as needed. So my intention today is to help you have more awareness of the tilt of your pelvis and how it affects the rest of your body. This is one of the roots I find in many people struggling with low back pain. And even if you don't have low back pain, this is a great way to prevent it and to prevent all sorts of other issues up the kinetic chain, like in the shoulders, the hips, it's all related. So the good news is it's one of the simplest issues to address. And as you move through your practice today, notice the tilt of your pelvis. Notice how this affects the rest of your posture and the rest of your body. And notice how it affects your posture throughout the day after practice. 
All right. So as always, thank you for joining. If you enjoy your practice today, please take the, take just a minute to leave a review in Apple Podcasts. It actually makes a huge difference. So if you're getting some value out of this and you want to reciprocate in some way, you can leave a review. That actually helps a lot. And leave a rating. Uh, just takes a minute. And then you can also become a supporter if you'd like by clicking the link in the show notes for as little as 99 cents a month. I'm providing weekly classes. As far as I know, I'm the only person doing this. And uh, I think it's really valuable and something I wish existed. That's why I create it. Uh, but there is no fee. It's free for you to access classes because I want to make sure that yoga is available to everybody freely who wants it. So that's why this podcast exists. And if you want to help support that and sustain it, you can become a supporter. All right. Enjoy your practice today. And thank you for being here with me. So let's start on the back. So come to lay down. And you can just let your legs out to Shavasana. You can do any movements you want. We'll just have a minute here for this time for yourself to do whatever feels good for you, which could just be laying down. It could be any other movements. Notice your breath, letting the breath slow down a little bit, less breathing into the upper lungs, more into the lower belly and diaphragm. Notice the feeling of gravity pulling the body down Our mind can be in so many different places at once, so many different directions, but our body can only be here right now. And feeling the pull of gravity just reminds us to be present in the body, to feel that we are supported, that there's a ground beneath us that we can stand on, there's a firmness, there's a solidity, something to come back to no matter what's happening externally. Let's start to bring the knees into the body to rock a little bit side to side on the back. And come to the center with one hand on each knee. And as you inhale, you'll press the knees forward to arch the back. And as you exhale, pull the knees in to round the back. Just a subtle movement here. It doesn't have to be very big or fast, but you feel the pelvis tilting and arching the back when the knees go forward, rounding the back when the knees come in. And then we'll hug the knees in and stay there for happy baby pose, holding outside of the feet or the shins. And you could stay still or rock side to side, whatever feels good here. So we'll notice the pelvic tilt throughout the practice in different ways that it can you know, affect the posture. So here you're in what's called a posterior pelvic tilt where the low back is rounded. The opposite is the anterior pelvic tilt where the low back is arched a little bit. 
And just knowing those two movements is crucial to just being aware of your back throughout the day and avoiding back pain. Just by adjusting that tilt of the pelvis can make a huge difference when we're sitting, driving, things like that. Bring your feet down to the floor. And the feet are about hips width. Your fingertips can touch the heels, kind of like if you're going to bridge pose. And feel that little tilt, that little arch of the low back here. So you feel like you could slide uh, maybe, maybe not quite your whole hand, but you could slide something like a pencil under your low back because there's that little arch there. So this is the anterior pelvic tilt, which, uh, you know, we also want to, we don't have both of them, but generally when we're sitting a lot and the low back starts to hurt, it's because we have too much of the opposite of this. So this is a good, just general thing to be aware of in the low back. Now bring your hands to your hip bones, the front of the waist, those bones that stick out right at the front of the waistline. And then bring your fingers in just an inch or so towards the pelvis from there, and you'll feel that tissue is soft and relaxed. So this is your deepest core muscles we're going to activate just by lifting your feet off the floor. Don't have to go very high, just like an inch off the floor with your feet, and you'll feel under your fingers that contraction. All right, so that's engaging the deepest core muscles in the, um, the transverse abdominals. And we want those to activate to support the back. Now let your feet back down and feel that disengage and release. So feet are on the floor again. And feel again under your fingers, those muscles are relaxed. So again, lift the feet and feel those muscles contract. And then lower the feet, feel the muscles relax. One more time, lift the feet, feel the muscles contract. Now, maintain that contraction even when you lower your feet. So feet down, you still have that contraction of the lower belly. And then let the contraction go. Now, without lifting your feet, contract in that area. If you can't do it, just lift your feet to get it and then let your feet back down. It's, it's a, definitely a skill to develop. Right? So we'll let those muscles relax again. And again, without lifting your feet, contract those muscles. And you can test it to make sure, lift your feet. And if you do it, if you got it, then nothing will really change. And let your feet back down. All right. Then again, let those muscles relax. Last time like this, without lifting your feet, contract those lower abdominal muscles. And if you're not sure, again, you can lift your feet to test it and let your feet back down and maintain that contraction. And then let all that relax. So we can do all sorts of core stuff and never be engaging those deep, these deepest core muscles. And that's a big problem for the low back because something's got to compensate. So uh, let's add on to this. So now lift just your feet off the floor an inch or so. Feel those muscles contract again. And then have your legs come to 90 degrees. So we're adding some of the bigger uh, abdominal muscles. Uh, knees are bent at 90 degrees. Yeah, so shins are parallel to the floor. That's right. And then from there, lift the head and shoulders with the palms up. Uh, towards the ceiling, arms beside you. So now we're adding the rectus abdominals, the six-pack muscles. You might be thinking, I don't have a six-pack, but we all do. <laughs> it's in there. It's it's just, you know, sometimes it's it hides. It goes into hibernation sometimes, but uh, it's in there. This is these rectus abdominal muscles we're activating here. And they're really, they're, they're not that important anyway. They're very superficial. They don't, they're not very functional. And we don't really need to be doing a whole lot of rounding our back anyway, but it is good to have those muscles online to support the back. Now add on the extension of your legs here. If you want a little more, you can start to extend the legs to about 45 degree angle, maybe a little lower. If this starts to hurt your low back, do less. Hold and breathe here in Ardha Navasana low boat pose.
And then let all that release. Knees bend, feet down the floor again. And let that relax. So we're going to go the opposite direction to kind of stretch it out into a bridge pose. So peel the spine up off the floor, lifting the hips. Make sure the knees are right over the ankles. So the shins are vertical. And you could stay just lifting the hips. Or you could crawl your shoulders underneath and interlace the hands. So with this position, your pelvis is in that posterior tilt where your low back is a little bit rounded, even though it's a spinal extension, even though it's, a, it's kind of a back bend. We're contracting the glutes here. And then slowly release all that down. And we'll do that same setup again and just lift your feet an inch off the ground. And then legs to 90 degrees, shins parallel to the floor. Lift the head and shoulders, palms up beside you. And stay right there or start to extend the legs out, either to 45 degree angle or lower, as long as your low back's okay. Hold and breathe in Ardha Navasana low boat pose. And slowly release, feet to the floor, coming back to the bridge. Just like before, peel the spine up. Now to get a little more activation of the back of your legs, press your heels down and energetically drag your heels back towards your body. So your, your feet don't actually move, but your heels push down and pull back. You'll feel your hamstrings and glutes contract a little bit more. You can poke to feel to make sure if you're not sure. And then let all that release. Do that sequence one more time of the same setup. Just lift your feet, then legs to 90 degrees, and then head and shoulders lift, arms reach out. Ardha Navasana, any version of this. Knees can bend or start to straighten. Want to feel that deep activation of the deepest core muscles, step by step like we've done, and the more superficial core muscles. All this helps support the back. And let the knees bend, feet on the floor. Last time, back to the bridge pose. Feel the spine up. Again, heels push down and pull back towards the body energetically. Make sure your knees right over your ankles. Alex, you can scoot your feet in a little closer to your body. And if you want a little more, lift your right leg up to 45 degrees. And then switch if you're lifting the leg. And then slowly lower down, all the way down to the back. Happy baby pose. And just notice how your pelvis is tilted again into that posterior tilt, where there's a little rounding in the low back. And it's just so easy when we sit to get into this posterior pelvic tilt. Um, and it's just something to watch throughout the day and notice how that might aggravate low back pain. And then we'll lift the feet back down to the floor. And hug your knees in and just uh, rock over to your side and come up to your hands and knees. 
And we'll come up to knees on the blankets. And any movements that feel good here from hands and knees. Moving the spine, the hips, shoulders, neck. And then back to the center. So from hands and knees here, just tilt the pelvis. So just moving the pelvis into that forward tilt and that arching of the back, right? So going forward and back a few times. And then add that motion all the way up the spine. So the whole spine starts to move in a similar kind of motion through cat-cow from the pelvis all the way up to the back of the neck. And then we'll come back to a neutral spine and tuck the pelvis into the posterior pelvic tilt, rounding the back to cat pose. Bring your hands towards your knees and the head towards the knees for rabbit pose, reaching back for the bottoms of the feet. Hips lift up, upper back rounds. The head moves towards the knees and minimal weight on the head, just enough to maybe touch the floor or go in that direction. But really focusing on opening the space between the shoulders and the upper back here. And then we'll release the hands back to hands and knees. So again, arch the low back into that anterior pelvic tilt where you start to bring the arms forward and the forehead down towards the ground. Letting the back arch more here. Left arm threads underneath into a twist. Left shoulder down towards the ground. And then back to center to the other side. And back to center to down dog. Now it's a little trickier to control the pelvis and down dog, but a good way to do that is to bend your knees quite a bit. And then try to arch your low back with the knees bent quite a bit. You, you might feel a little more control of your pelvis that way. And then once you can feel like your pelvis is, like, uh, it's probably going to feel like your back's arched. And when you feel like your back's arched, it's actually probably where it's more neutral in down dog just because of the angle of this. So try to find that feeling where it almost feels like your back's starting to arch. 
and then start to press the heels towards the floor, which they might not go as far as they might otherwise, which is totally okay. It's gonna be a little better for the low back in the long run. And then we'll come forward to the plank pose, shoulders over wrists, high push-up position. And all the way down to the belly, to the forearms, so elbows down under the shoulders, setting up for sphinx pose. And we'll create a wave of motion through the spine here, similar to what we've done already. So from sphinx pose, you roll the spine up off the floor into a forearm plank. And you might keep your knees down, you might lift your knees, but moving forward and back a few times here. So when you, uh, when you lower, you inhale, and when you lift up, you exhale. And as best you can, like a wave of motion. So you're not just lifting straight up like one piece, one, one thing all together, but there's a wave of motion that you're moving the core, the spine, the abdominals. Just like cat cow. The next time you come up to the forearm plank, we'll hold and breathe there. Again, knees can be down or knees lifted. And you can add a little more engagement of the lower abdominals by energetically dragging the elbows towards the legs, legs towards the elbows. And slowly release. And come back to either down dog or child's pose and we'll hold there for a moment. And then we'll all come up to the down dog and look between the hands to walk forward to the front of the mat to forward fold. And any variation of this, your knees can bend a lot. You can hold opposite elbows. And let the neck release here. Let the back round as much as it wants. And from here, step your right foot back, right knee down to the blanket or the mat. And we'll move similar to a cat-cow from here, from the lunge. As you inhale, shift your hips forward. As you exhale, round the back to straighten the left leg. Just a few times forward and back to lunge to half splits. And the next time you come into the lunge, we'll stay there. Top of your right foot presses down, come up to hands on the waist. Instead of letting your back arch into the anterior tilt, go into the posterior tilt where you can contract your posterior, your right glutes engage, and the hands can stay on the waist. Belly draws in towards the spine, and then arms could reach up if you want a little more here. With all that engaged, shift your hips a little bit forward and down into the lunge. There's an active stretch on the right front of the thigh. Slowly lower the hands down back to the half splits. You shift your hips back, left toes lift, 
left heel stays pressing down and energetically pulling back with the left heel to activate the hamstrings. You could focus on lengthening the spine if that feels good on your back, or you can let the back round if that's okay in the back. Up to the lunge, two step forward, two forward fold. And we'll switch back, left foot steps back, right, left knee down, and uh, we'll start to move forward and back here between the lunge and the half splits a few times. Doesn't matter how fast or how deep you go, just that you feel a little bit of movement in the pelvis all the way up through the spine, similar to cat-cow here. So when you come back into the half splits, you round. When you come forward, you extend the spine. And next time you come forward, we'll stay there in the lunge. Top of your left foot presses down, hands onto the waist. Feel your pelvis tilt into the posterior pelvic tilts where your low back is a little bit rounded. Left glutes contract, lower belly draws in. And then hands can stay there or any arm variation that you want. Lower the hands down to the half splits, shift your hips back, right toes lift. Right knee stays slightly bent so you can press into the heel and pull back with the heel, activate the hamstrings. Again, your back can round over the leg if that feels good, or you could stay longer in the spine if that feels better. And then we'll come up to the standing forward fold again at the front of the mat. And with the bend in your knees, slowly roll up the spine to stand. Arms reach up overhead, catch your left wrist into a side bend to your right. And you can take any variation of this. You can reach your right arm or uh, whatever feels good here. You can rotate the spine up or down. And back to center to the other side. Let your left rib shorten so the right side can lengthen. And back to center. So you bring the arms staying overhead and start to bend the knees into chair pose. Feet can be hips width or together. Just make sure your knees are tracking towards the middle toes. If your arms uh, cannot come alongside the ears. Bend the elbows. You take some of the stress off the upper traps. And the next inhale, reach up to stand. And exhale to fold over the legs. Step back to a plank pose, shoulders over wrists. And all the way down to your belly to uh, the stomach, and we'll come into a uh, locust pose. So the head lifts, the hands lift, arms reach back, legs lift, 
and just a slight bend in the knees, activating the hamstrings, and a pressing together of the inner edges of the feet to activate the adductors, inner legs. Hold and breathe here a few breaths. And then let all that release back to the hands and knees to down dog. Step the right foot forward into a low lunge. Left knee down and float your arms up into Anjaneyasana, the low lunge. This one, we don't have to make it as active as before. We're going to start to move a little bit quicker through the postures. We'll lower the hands down and step forward to forward fold. And step the right foot back, right knee down into a low lunge. Float the arms up. And then lower the hands, step back to down dog to lift the left leg. And then let the left leg lower. All right, and we'll come forward to plank pose again. Shoulders over wrist all the way down to the belly, to the locust pose. Arms reach back, legs lift. Activating back of the body. Slight bend in the knees, legs pressed together. Triceps activate. And then let all that release back down to the belly, to down dog again. Look between the hands, walk or hop to the front of the mat. Lift halfway up on your inhale and fold in on the exhale. Inhale to chair pose and exhale to stand, hands at the heart. Right, so just move with the breath a couple of times here. We'll inhale to reach the arms up. Exhale to chair pose. Hold for an inhale here. Exhale to forward fold. Inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale to plank. Hold for an inhale. And exhale all the way down to the belly. Locust pose, inhale. Exhale back to down dog. Hold for a breath in. And then exhale. With your inhale, lift the right leg back. Exhale, step forward to a low lunge, left knee down. Inhale to float the arms up. Exhale to step forward to forward fold. Inhale to lift halfway up. Exhale to step back to plank. Hold for an inhale. Exhale all the way to the belly, all the way down. And your inhale, locust pose. Exhale back to down dog. Hold for a breath in. And an exhale. Inhale, left leg back. Exhale, step forward, lunge. Right knee down. Inhale, float the arms up. Exhale, step forward, forward fold. Inhale, lift halfway up. Exhale, fold in. Chair pose as you inhale. 
Hold as you exhale. Inhale to stand all the way up, reach the arms. Exhale, hands to heart. Inhale to reach up. Exhale to chair pose. Hold for an inhale. And exhale to forward fold. Inhale, lift halfway up, strong back. Exhale to plank pose. Hold for an inhale. Exhale all the way to the belly. Locust pose, inhale. And exhale back to down dog. Hold for an inhale. And an exhale. Next inhale, lift the right leg back. Exhale, step forward to a lunge. We'll inhale to float the arms up to a high lunge. Back knees lifted this time. We'll hold and breathe here. Right, and now back to holding the postures a little bit longer. And here again, you can find the activation of the back leg by lifting the left heel over the ball of the foot. Slightly bend the left knee. Tilt the pelvis into that posterior tilt where you can engage your left glutes. And lower belly draws in. Again, arms could say up or a V shape or a W shape. Warrior two, back heel turns down, arms extend out, shoulder blades retract. Feet press down and apart, like you're trying to pull the mat apart with your feet. Palms turn up, reverse warrior, reaching back. Lengthen the right side, let the left side shorten. Straighten your right knee to go further back. And hinge at the right hip into triangle. Right hand inside the ankle or to a block. Left ribs open towards the ceiling to allow the left arm up. If you feel any limitation here, you can just wrap your left arm around the back. Slight bend in the right knee so you can push down into the heel and pull back with the right heel, activating while you're stretching the hamstrings. The last thing is your gaze can look down to release the neck or up to activate the neck. Back to warrior two. Float the hands down back to the plank pose. All the way down to the belly for locust pose. Holding there for a moment. And then back to the down dog. Lift the left leg back to step the foot forward into a high lunge. Arms float up, back knee lifted. Back heel lifts over the ball of the foot. Right knee slightly bends. You can tilt the pelvis in, contracting the right glutes and engaging lower belly in towards the spine. Warrior two, back heel turns down, arms extend out, shoulder blades retract. Make sure your front knee is tracking towards the front middle toes. And the feet press down and apart. 
If your shoulders are tight today, you can always turn your palms up with a slight bend in the elbows to soften in the shoulders. Reverse warrior, reach back. Let the right side shorten so the left side can lengthen. Straighten the front knee to go further back. Keep this length as you hinge at the left hip into your triangle. Again, just a slight bend in the left knee so you can push down and pull back with the left heel. And any of those other variations like we did last time, opening right ribs towards the ceiling, right arm follows. Back to warrior two. Back down to the plank. All the way down to the belly, this time either to locust or bow pose. You can bend both knees or bend one knee, reach for the foot. Hips press down, lower belly presses down, everything else lifting any amount off the floor. You can activate the quads here by pressing the feet back and kind of resisting that with the hands. And then let all that release. Either just rest on your belly or back to a child's pose or a down dog. We'll have about 30 seconds or so just resting in either positions. Come up to the belly and rest on the stomach for a moment here. It's for all of us, have your right arm reach forward up alongside the ear and roll onto your right side. So you're laying on the right side of the body. Your right arm is kind of like a pillow for your head. Every time I say pillow, like there's an eye in it, I feel like I've won at life because <laughs> I used to always say pillow. <laughs> Fun fact. Okay, left leg reaches up and start to make circles with your left leg. And moving the synovial fluid in the joint. Anything that feels good in the left leg. Have your left leg reach up and back. Straight left leg reaches up and back. And right leg reaches up and forward. Kind of like the shape of triangle pose. And you're balancing here. Your left arm could reach away from your left leg like a diagonal line. The challenge will balance a little more. And you could even lift your bottom arm and the head. So you're just kind of on your side, your outer hip. You can do all that or none of it. And then slowly release back down to the belly and over to the other side. Same thing, left arm forward like a pillow under your head <laughs> and your right leg can make circles and movements. And then 
reach your right leg up and back and your left leg up and forward your right arm away from the right leg maybe your left arm even lifts Make sure you hold your breath <laughs> and then release <laughs> all the way down to the belly. Let all that relax. Back to either resting on the belly or child's pose. A couple of breaths here. And back to down dog. Here we'll have the right leg reach up and back and step it forward into a lunge. Float your arms up into a high lunge and either stay here to come to warrior three or bring hands to the heart. Lean forward and lift off the back leg any amount. Focus your gaze at a single spot. Doesn't matter how high your leg goes, but that you feel your left glutes activating, the back of the leg activating. You can even just give a slight bend to the left knee to activate the hamstrings. And then come to the standing into chair pose. Knees bend. And then we'll fold forward at the waist on the exhale. With your inhale, lift halfway up. And exhale, step back either to down dog or you can go to the locust to down dog again if you want. Lift the left leg back, inhale. Exhale, step forward, lunge, and float the arms up to come to the warrior three. Hinge forward at the front hip, lifting the back leg. Just like locust pose, strong back, strong glutes, strong hamstrings. So the whole posterior chain of the body is really what helps you float up into the posture over time. And we'll come back to chair pose at the front of the mat. And then reach all the way up to stand. Inhale to reach up. Exhale to fold all the way down. And here, if your hands can touch the floor, hands on floor. If, if you're a little tight in the back, use your blocks here. So give, give your hands something to rest on. But we're going to stay in this forward fold and have the feet press down and apart from each other. So your feet push down and apart as if you're trying to internally rotate the legs, but they don't actually move, or as if you're trying to pull the mat apart. So you're activating outer hips. Keep that activation as you bend your left knee and shift your weight towards your right heel. Stretching, strengthening outer hips here. And switch.
and then back to center. And we'll just move the blocks out of the way for now. And uh, you might want them in a minute, but we'll have the knees bend, hips lower, hands to the heart. From here, we'll start to stand up into a floating tree pose where your left leg, uh, left knee opens out to the left, left foot floats off the right leg. And it might be really close to the ground at first, but eventually you come up higher. As with all the things, like it's better to do a little bit and feel that activation of your outer left hip that we're going for here. And I'll slowly step back to warrior two. Step that foot back and right into the half moon pose. So hand towards the floor or a block, lifting the back leg. Again, feeling that activation of the outer hips that we're going for. And slowly back to warrior two and back to the chair pose at the front of the mat. Same thing to the other side. So back to the tree pose, the floating tree. And slowly back to warrior two right into half moon pose, floating the back leg up. Hand on the block can help you balance over time, becoming lighter, floating maybe the hand less weight on the block. And slowly back to warrior two. And back to the chair pose, to the forward fold at the front of the mat. Now step out to uh, your left into a wide stance. So all 10 toes point in the same general direction. Hands can be on the blocks or on the floor. And any variation here of the wide-legged forward fold will stay about a minute. So we go more into flexibility. So we're always building the strength, balance, and flexibility. Uh, so we've done the strength activation and the balancing stuff, but now hold each of these postures about a minute or so. And the most important thing, again, with the flexibility is really just slow, deep breathing. And again, the little emphasis on these, releasing these areas around the low back, things that support the low back, things that get tight in that area. So the hamstrings are one area that kind of can pull on the low back and cause it to round more over time if the hamstrings are tight. And then we'll all start to bring the hands back under the shoulders turn towards the front of the mat and come down to the left knee down into a low lunge and hands inside of your right foot, right foot towards the right edge of your mat for lizard pose. 
So you can let your hips shift forward and down here. You can also do that sort of activation of your left quads like we did earlier where the top of the left foot pushes down and your left glutes contract while you lower down to maybe the elbows or the blocks. Last few breaths here. Yeah, we'll start to come to the other side, same thing. The left knee could be on a blanket if you want. So if you ever have hip flexor tension in front of the hips from uh, like overuse, like exercise, something like that, uh, it could be from cramps as well as there's menstrual cramps that cause tension in the front of the hips it's okay to do a little more passive stretching where you just kind of hang out into it but we always want to be careful that we don't overdo the passive stretching because the, the ligaments and the hips are meant to be very very strong and not so flexible so we don't want to stretch too much into the ligaments but we definitely want to get the muscles and that's how the pushing down in the right foot can be helpful to make sure you're stretching the muscles Then we'll start to come up from here, back to hands and knees. And right knee forward to the pigeon. And you can do the sort of standard resting pigeon with the left leg back, or the one we've been doing recently here with the back knee bent in the front leg to 90 degrees, where you can activate the leg. Either way is fine. When you're ready, transition to the other side.
And slowly back up to Baddha Konasana bound angle with the feet together, knees apart. And uh, we'll, we'll slowly sort of coax the legs open here. So you start with the knees starting to squeeze together and your forearms will slowly push, but there's equal resistance. So your legs are squeezing, but the arms are slowly opening the legs with that activation. And let's do that a couple times where you're, you're pushing the legs open, but there's a lot of resistance in the legs and a lot of strength in the legs so that it's not like you're forcing or pushing anything that's uncomfortable. But you're just letting the legs slowly uh, stretch while they're feeling strong. And then we'll, we'll do that a couple times, starting up with the legs together and slowly pressing the legs apart while they resist. Neurologically, this is really the safest way to stretch anything in the body it's where you, your muscle is toned and it feels like it's strong and capable of, of strength when it needs to and it's not like being pulled into a stretch. So we'll do that as many times as you want, but when you're ready, you can just let the legs uh, rest apart and stay there. You can keep the long spine long or fold over the legs. And if you feel more open here in the adductors, inner hips, you can take the wide-legged forward fold, Upavishta Konasana, if you prefer, and work on walking the hands forward. And slowly back up. Down to your back with knees in, rocking side to side on the back. Happy baby pose. You can extend one leg or both legs if you want. And then let your feet down to the floor, setting up for a twist. So your feet are about like, like bridge pose set up. Your hips move to the left, knees move into the right. Hips left of center, knees into the right. And in any variation of that, you can cross the legs if you want. You can stack the legs. Arms can open out to a T or a goal post. If your left shoulder is like pulling off the ground, crawl your right shoulder back and rotate the spine down towards the ground. And slowly back to center, other side, hips to the right, knees to the left.
And back to center. And let the legs out. If there's any last movements you want to do before Shavasana, you can do that. But when you're ready, just let the legs relax, arms relax. Come back to the stillness that you had at the beginning of class. Notice the pull of gravity. Scan your body. If there's anywhere that's holding tension that doesn't need to, that could soften here.
And start to move your fingers and toes, hands and feet, arms and legs. Eventually come over to one side, rest on your side. And slowly press back up to sitting. And we'll close the practice with the hands at the heart. Allowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you all for practicing today. Namaste.